Welcome back to part two of Pastor Tim's message, You Might Be a Hypocrite, from Luke chapter 12, verses 1 through 12. Hypocrisy is just pretending. When children pretend, it's fun and cute. When adults pretend, it's not quite so cute. And when believers pretend, it's not cute at all. And Jesus has specific things to say to the believer tempted to pretend, warning them that you might be a hypocrite. Here's Pastor Tim. If you try to keep secrets from Jesus, you might be a hypocrite. If you're scared wrongly, you might be a hypocrite. Number three, if your self-worth doesn't come from Jesus, then you might be a hypocrite. This is tied right in there together with the previous, with the previous one about being scared. I mean, they are, they are so closely tied with one another. In fact, let me, let me really show you. I'm giving you four things today, but really this passage is divided up into threes. You know, he begins by saying, beware of this leaven, right? So he says, I got something to say to you. In verse number four, where he picked up that last section, he says, and I say to you. When we get down to verse number eight, he's going to say, also I say to you. Jesus has broken it down together. So this verses four and verse five, which I think really talks about our fear and our, and our being scared, really leads us, or I think is born out of, Verses 6 and 7. Where do I get my self-worth from? I should get it from the Lord. He's the one who created me. He's the one who loves me. He's the one who died for me. He's the one who put the valued price tag on my life as His life. He gives me my value and my worth. But we sometimes get our value and worth, just like they did from the Pharisees, we get it from other people today. I mean, in that day, if a, if a priest publicly praised you, man, you had hit the pinnacle for the day. I mean, what, a, what an awesome thing to be recognized by, by one of these guys that walks around with their long flowing robe and their little bells on the bottom. To be recognized that way. What an incredible thing. Um, since Georgia won yesterday, I'll tell you this. When I was a student at the University of Georgia, I was walking on campus one day, and the starting quarterback for the football team from across the street said, Hey, Tim, what's going on? And I got to talk to him for a minute. We went to high school together. So I got to walk around that day. <laughs> Quarterback knows me. You know, we're best friends. I probably, you know, I hadn't talked to him since or before that. But anyway, that was a good day, wasn't it? Sometimes we get our worth from somebody that we believe is above us, maybe, maybe a, a celebrity, maybe a superstar, or maybe we're trying to be one. And so when our little TikToks get those likes, and our Instagram starts getting more followers, 
we find our self-worth. That's not where you find it. Look what he says in verse number six. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Now he returns us back to verses 4 and 5. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. Sparrows, I would say, are a dime a dozen. Really, they're five for two, (laughs) you know. They, they, they are, uh, they're, they're easily found everywhere. And they really don't, they don't have any value. Two little copper coins, you can get five of them. What Jesus is saying is to the public, to the merchandisers, to the people that you look to to set value, sparrows are worthless. And then he talks about the hair on your head in verse number 7. You know, sometimes when I get a haircut, especially if it's during the summertime, I'll tell the barber, I'll say, go down and give me a, give me a shorter little clip, whatever that thing is. And Danny goes, oh, don't do that, you know. And I say, it's just hair. You know, it's just hair, it's going to grow back, you know. So what I'm saying is, that's not important. That's what the Pharisees were saying to some people, and that's what others here, here said about them. You're worthless, and you're not important. But what God is saying in this passage is, you are priceless. And you are of utmost importance. The God of the universe who holds all things together and sustains everything by the power of His hand. When you say, Oh, Father, His undivided attention is on you. You are valuable. To God. And you matter to Him. Think of yourself the way that He thinks of you. Instead of the ways that other people may refer to you. Let me give you one more. This last section, this last one, beginning verse number 8, I showed you, it begins with also I say to you. It is really the longest of the sections. It goes all the way down to verse number 12. But all those verses really have the same theme. And we would put it in this term, if you won't speak up for Jesus, you might be a hypocrite. He's talking about speaking. What are the things that we really are talking about? Not talking about what he, what he mentioned back up there in verses 2 and 3 where you're whispering it in the dark to somebody's ear. This is something that you are publicly declaring He says, also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him, the Son of Man, will also confess before the angels of God. So what's he saying? So if I would speak up for God and say, 
I belong to Jesus. And Jesus in heaven says, yep, Tim belongs to me. That's what he's talking about. Whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. That's a scary proposition, isn't it? So he's talking about speaking up, but he's really talking about it in two very different directions. One is the right direction, the other is the wrong direction. And he, and he picks up on, on what happens if it's going in the wrong direction. He says, anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. We typically refer to this as the unpardonable sin. When Jesus used this phrase in connection with the miracle that he performed and the people around him said, hey, he's, he's doing that by the power of the devil. Jesus said, you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You have, you have taken the work of God and ascribed it to the devil. Now he's talking specifically about that. I don't think that that's particularly something that we can repeat today. But you know what you can do? I mean, blaspheming against the Holy Spirit simply means that you're speaking against Him. If I speak against the Holy Spirit, He says, I can't be saved. Why? Because it is the Holy Spirit who convicts you of your sin. It is the Holy Spirit who presents Jesus to you. It is the Holy Spirit who woos you and draws you to Himself. It is the Holy Spirit that saves you, that reconciles you, that justifies you, that converts you. If you've offended Him and you've said, I, no, I do not want the Holy Spirit working in my heart, in my life, or around me, then He's not going to convict you of sin. And he's not going to present Jesus to you. And He's not going to woo you to Himself. And you won't be saved. I don't even want to tread on the line, you know, when it comes to blasphemy either against Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about when you speak in the right direction. That's speaking in the wrong direction. When you speak in the right direction, he says this in verse number 11. Now, when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, all right, <laughs> time out for just a minute. I thought that this, you know, I thought then if I lived for Jesus, I was honest with Jesus, I spoke up for Jesus, that life would go smooth. I mean, he's not talking about you being brought to the synagogue and magistrates and authorities for a tour. He's talking about bringing you there for a rest. He's talking about being in big, bad trouble with people who can do some harm to you and to your life. He says, when that happens, by the way, he said when, didn't he, and not if. 
He said, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you shall say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Does that mean that you ought not be prepared? No. It means that you ought to be dependent. It means that when I stand before others and I have to give an answer for what I've done, I have to give an answer for my faith, when I'm talking not just in a crowd, but when I'm talking in a hostile crowd, I don't have to worry about how to say something. I don't even have to worry, he says, what I have to say. The only thing that I need to get across is that I will say. Go into that opportunity determined that you're going to speak up for Jesus. You're going to speak up for Him. And He will honor you by giving you the what and the how. I think He'll even give you the when when it's time. I've been in Peter's shoes. And especially when Peter's foot's in his mouth, <laughs> I've been in his shoes. I had somebody accuse me one time. I was a teenager. I was a late teenager. Accused me of being a Christian. And I said, not really. I just blew it off like it wasn't anything. Like it didn't even matter. Imagine for a minute. If you didn't know I was in a crowd, then you saw me just a moment later. And somebody, maybe at lunch today, says, Hey, I hear you go to Britt David. Yeah, not really. What if... What if your parents were standing behind you and you didn't see them until after you'd said it? And somebody said something to you about being in your family and you said, Psh, it's not a big deal. I can imagine how that hurts. I can't imagine being God. And hearing one of my children say, Psh, it's not a big deal. We say those things because we don't believe that hypocrisy and backsliding is a big deal. I think for some, they feel like their ticket to heaven's already been punched. And then that's all that really matters. I mean, so what if they miss out here on earth? Yeah, they're going to be in heaven forever and forever anyway. I don't think Jesus sees it that way. And I don't think that he wants not one hypocrite, not one backslider at Britt David Baptist Church. And I know he don't want the preacher to be that way. Sometimes I feel like a pretender. I 
feel like I'm just playing. And God's not in a playing mood. Are you playing or are you for real? You're pretending or are you genuine? I think that's a conversation that you need to have with the Lord. I think you need to have it right now. And I know you can have it right there in your seat. I'm telling you, for conversations like this, I want to go to an altar. I want to go to a prayer room. I want to go somewhere where I can spend deliberate time with my Father who is so gracious and so loving that when the prodigal son is even seen making his way home, the father's the one that runs to him and forgives him and reestablishes him. I believe he'll do that for you. Let's do this. Let me ask you, just stand where you are. Bow your head, close your eyes. I'm going to begin your prayer, but I'm not going to finish it. When I get through, I'll wait down front. If you need me, you can, you can certainly come. But the altar's for you. Our Father, you say that when we draw near to you, that you draw near to us. And in this moment, all over this building, I know that there are people who are saying that they want to draw near to you, that they want to be close to you, that they're sick of being a hypocrite, and they're sick of being backslidden, and they want their life to count for the kingdom. I know that. Father, I do pray that you would speak to us in this moment, even if we don't like what we hear. I do pray that your Holy Spirit would have freedom in this room, in and out of every single heart, that we would be made right with you today. Father, permeate this place with your glory. That's all I got. You continue the prayer however you want to. Sean, would you sing for us? Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.